Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? I, I feel feel somewhat older now. Almost almost as though a, a special occasion is, has, has happened recently. I like for, for like a nanosecond panicked because I was like, holy shit, did I forget her birthday? <laughs> And then I was like, no, no, no mine's that's bef- like, <laughs> it's before yours, but not this much before. Yeah, but not this much before. For, for like a brief second, I was like, oh, right. Cause last week we celebrated five years of doing this podcast. So yeah. if today you're visiting us for the very first time and you're like, what is, what is this all about? We've been doing it for five years mm-hmm. every week mm-hmm. for five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, one a week, uh, one week every five years. So this is actually only our second episode ever. <laughs> we did one five years ago and then one. So welcome back. It's it's nice to nice to have you joining us again. Uh, <laughs> a lot's no, changed it's, in it's, uh, five years. It's funny because anyone who's listened to the episode that aired today is celebrating with us that it's our you know fifth anniversary, uh, and we kind of get to have like re-experience that because we recorded a week in advance. So like now the day that that's happening, we're here like oh hey happy anniversary to us, and like everyone's just we're all experiencing at the same time. And you know I just I kind of like that. It's just I feel connected to the people, to the people. Yeah, it's kind of this weird overlapping timeline of of you know by the time this episode airs, that was two weeks ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and by the time or one week ago, but by the time we recorded it next Sunday would be two weeks previous. Man, wibbly wobbly, so, right there. So wibbly wobbly. Um, so right before we hit record, we were we were referencing uh, the the movie Soylent Green. Um, and the, the famous scene, like, it's people. Um, but in my head, I was picturing the SNL skit with, um, I, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm fairly positive it was Phil Hartman, RIP, uh, doing a parody of Silent Green, uh, or just like rediscovering uh, new colors of Soylent and delivering the famous line, it's people, just getting more and more dramatic each time. And... You know, I was thinking this morning about like scenes from television that have lived rent free in my head for you know my entire life. That is one of them. Um, but the the relevance here, because I told you that there would be the relevance yeah, I'm here. For it. 
is that that was a good SNL sketch, right? Like, I, I, in my opinion, I guess maybe not objective. Subjectively, I think that was a really good SNL sketch. The film that we're about to review feels like a bad SNL sketch that just never stopped. <laughs> yes, uh, that is that is 100% what, what that is. Thank you. I, I'm so glad you said that because... I was thinking about, I was like, man, this is a joke that just never it just reached never the punchline. There's no punchline. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no life to it at all. I mean, it, as soon as all the fart jokes started in, in the movie, I was like, oh, this is, now it's like a mad TV sketch. Where uh -huh, it's like, uh -huh. farts are still funny, right? Ha, ha, ha. This is a 20-minute sketch. And you're like, oh, my God, make it stop. I mean, here's the thing. Farts are funny, but, like... Not necessarily in a film, and definitely not for as long as they dragged it out in this. Uh, yeah, like, you know what? A quick one getting dropped by uh, your, you know, your partner when you're on the couch watching this film. Sure, that's funny. But like having to sit through 20 minutes of them farting on screen, less so. It's... It's not so much. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I don't even have an intro to that. That being said, <laughs> hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight. And I'm the Count Sabrina, Countess Sabrina of Buckets Castle. I don't fucking know. I, <laughs> yeah. I tried. In your head, it was, it was great. There, it was, and then it just like <laughs> crashed and burned like a vampire in the sun. Uh, well, not really though. Except in this movie, that doesn't happen. But <laughs> uh, which, to be fair, this is supposedly based off of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm -hmm, so this mm -hmm. is supposed to be Bram Stoker's Dracula, which in the book he does not die by sunlight. That's uh, Bram Stoker Dracula true. walks around during the day. Yeah, and he, he says like I can I can do it perfectly fine. I just feel weaker. Um, he's like, but I am capable of walking around during the day. In fact, we see the very famous scene of Gary Oldman, um, where he looks younger and mm -hmm. he's following, uh, Winona Ryder around town and she, everywhere she looks, she sees him and she ends up running into him and talking to him. And all of that scene happens during the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and yeah. We, we've talked about this, like basically almost, almost any time that we've done a vampire movie that like the lore is never consistent and never like universally agreed on. And so, you know, yeah, sure. Fuck it. Have fun with, with those parts. Like, you know, totally like play it up on screen, like show that it like it specifically doesn't affect them or that it does, but in like weird ways, like, yeah, absolutely. Have fun with the lore. Yeah. So uh, for those of you guys who've noticed from the title of uh, today's episode, we are talking about the 2021 movie Dracula on Holiday, uh, which is currently streaming uh, as of time we're recording this podcast on Tubi TV here in America. Hooray, Tubi. With us this, this whole five years, Tubi has been a the part of this The whole five years. We started, yeah. They, they kicked us off with everything. That was, And that was in our initial conversation where I was like... So there's this streaming service called Tubi TV. Yep. <laughs> it's nothing but bad movies. And it was pretty exciting. Uh, so the IMDb description for this movie reads, uh, traveling from Transylvania to Scotland by train, I kind of, uh, the Count's two companions, Lucy and Renfield, start on a series of changes in order to get the Count over his many fears. Sunlight, crosses, Bibles, running water, garlic, food, and drink. This is another one where I argue... That is not what this movie is about. No. Um, at all. No. Like, in no way is this those subjects brought up. <laughs> and, in fact, like, they they address his various fears, but it's not 
it's not presented as like a systematic attempt to help him get over them. It's just like, oh, well, like you don't actually have to worry about water. And then like later on, like suddenly the count is fine with water. Uh, and yeah. like, you know, someone flashes garlic or a cross at them and they flinch, but there's no like, but like if you, if you stay around it long enough, you'll be fine. Uh, yeah. like there's none of that. So also there wasn't, there wasn't much of a train. To be honest, I, I guess the very beginning we see a train, the, I suppose, but like <laughs> in passing, <laughs> which which goes back to my very first bit of feedback that I, I shared with you about this film is that the like the entirety of the establishing scenes in the beginning of the film are either like really jittery, jerky aerial drone shots, yeah, uh, or they they look like they're just really shittily animated frames on like natural backdrops. Uh, like the train, uh, or somehow both. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really, yeah, it was really weird. I mean, the thing about this movie is it uh, felt like a very amateur film. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, tipped me off uh, about that sort of feel, uh, which is not really the case of, of the person that made this movie, this isn't their first movie, um, but this is the one that always gets me when I see movies that are bad or feel amateurish is that there was music the entire time. And that is a huge red flag to me that a movie is bad. If there is constantly music playing in your movie and it's all like the instrumental, like, like every second of your film, your film is bad. Which that means you don't have good dialogue. Uh, agreed. And uh, I will add to that that like initially, like after the the weird establishing shots and like like questionable like is it animation or is it just really bad camera quality or whatnot once they actually get into the story and you can tell like okay uh sound design in this is is not good it's it's like not well mixed and whatnot um acting is is hokey but like you know in a fun way i can i can get into it and the music initially is like oh this is fun and quirky but after a while of just that like the non-stop fun and quirky music and a couple of like musical number interludes a la Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, a straight rip off of Rocky Horror, which that, I was like, how are they getting away with this? <laughs> that make no sense yeah. in the context of the, the film. Uh, it just, it gets grating after a while. It's like this, it, like this stopped being fun. Yeah, it really did. It, it really was very frustrating. Um, and, and you know, we, when we talk, when we opened the show saying like, this felt like an SNL skit that just kept going, uh, like there is a very funny movie in this idea, the idea of, of Renfield and Lucy taking Dracula on a holiday yeah. specifically to Scotland. Like there's so many funny, like, like the idea of him falling in love with blood sausages. It's cheesy, but it's funny. Like it could have been so funny. Yes. You know, he's like, what What are these called? Blood sausages. And he'd be like, no, get out of here. Like, no, really, they're called blood sausages. Like, what? Really? Like that could have been such a funny punchline and they, it kind of fell flat. Instead, yeah, we get, what What do they put in these sausages? I must have the recipe. Like, you're not going to be making sausages. Right. You don't like, want the recipe. He even, he even makes a point of being like, I don't eat solids. Like, he's forced to eat the sausage. Yeah. He's like, I don't Then What are you going to do with the recipe? You haven't cooked in over 500 years. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Like, what do you... Yeah, that just... It just didn't make sense contextually. But, like, 
But there is a funny movie here. There really is. The baseline of this, I think, is is really funny. The idea of them, you know, th- you know, and the thing is, is like, you know, and now we have to compare it to that, but this is what we do in the shadows. Like, yeah. and, you know, the time when they go on vacation, uh, that is that is how this joke works. Like, you put, you do a fish out of water scenario, but you don't, like, hold them up in this one, you know, I get it was 2021, you know, this movie came out, they probably filmed it during, you know, around COVID lockdowns. I mean, they weren't really happening in Scotland at the time. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know when this was filmed exactly, but it came out in 2021. I'm hoping yeah. it was filmed maybe during 2021 because nobody wore a mask the whole movie. It released and they went in, to like a festival. It released in March of uh, 2021. So unless they filmed and like produced and put it out real fast, which is feasible, let's be honest, yeah. uh, it probably was filmed sometime in 2020. Or could have been filmed in 2019 yeah. and didn't make it until 2021 because everything shut down in 2020. So also, also true. very possible. Also true. Um, yeah, but yeah. So so the thing about this movie is it it falls flat on every level. And you're right, the acting is hokey. But I kind of started excusing it because I was sure. like, I get it. They're yeah. playing. They're playing this up like it's supposed to feel hokey because dracula's hokey right like yeah. the, I, you know the when you take away gary oldman playing dracula <laughs> he you know like that's like he's sexy dracula like that's sexy but like when you just think of dracula himself you're like he's a dude in a cape it's kind of hokey and that's the thing like there are basically there are three draculas and you can pick two if you want to mix and match them you can have sexy dracula you can have scary dracula like monster or you can have goofy dracula uh, yeah. and so you can have sexy goofy, you can have sexy scary, you can have scary goofy. Uh, you can't have all three. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And they definitely made it feel like, uh, I mean, they definitely told me that I should have been also seeing sexy Dracula, but I was like, I'm sorry, that's, uh, that's not what I'm seeing it's, here. Uh, uh, that's not my takeaway from this film. Yes. Uh, I think that is a very niche, uh, attraction and it was not mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is but, not uh, to yeah. directly disparage anyone who was a member of this cast. Just simply like, I'm not buying what you're selling, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so Edward who plays uh, Dracula in this, like, Look, you are a nice looking fella, yeah. but you are not pulling off what you uh what that movie was trying to make you be. And here's the thing, here's the thing. People, if you're listening to this and you're like, why are you being so rude to Ed? Go to Ed's IMDb profile and look at his photos. Ed is an attractive man. Ed was made less attractive for this film than in yeah. any other photo I can find of him. <laughs> Yeah, like his main photo, I'm like, okay, all right, Ed. Like he's a like, he's a very good looking dude, you know. Yeah, like this this guy can pull off sexy Dracula, and you know he could, he could do the sexy goofy combo. I could see it. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I definitely feel like he could pull off. Yeah, I mean, he's a very good looking guy outside of this, but they just did not. I think hair, makeup, and wardrobe just did a really bad job of of portraying him as being, like, an attractive Dracula. They let you down, uh, Ed. They let you down. Yeah. Unless all of these photos from your IMDb are, like, 15 years old, um, <laughs> you did not look great. Like, it was, it was not great, my friend. It was not great. Um, and that's another thing that that's kind of frustrating is, like, 
everybody looked like they tried to play into the pale yep. like face thing, but it just looked like they were wearing white powder. Like it was done very poorly and it just looked bad, you know, especially on like, you know, my 70 inch HD, you know, 4k HD TV, you know, seeing these people, I was like, Ooh, this, it looks like comically bad. That and like the, the coloring of the entire film was like this, like really like washed out blue tone, sometimes worse than others. Like, yeah. like almost like we were supposed to be expecting this to be a dream sequence, but there was no other indication that it was, there was a lot of really disjointed stuff with the, the, the camera work and the, uh, the, the way that the people are pre presented on, on screen, you know, from scene to scene that like, it's just like what how how did how did we get here and what are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah, you know what? That is that is uh that is very true. There was yeah, like there's a lot of moments where I think it's supposed to be like midnight, so they use this filter that uh, like makes it look like a negative, you mm. know, where all the colors it's are moonlight. inverted or whatever. Yeah, but that was supposed to be yeah, moonlight, but I was like no, this doesn't work. Like there there's better ways of doing night scenes without doing like this weird effect, you know, I get, I get you shot during the day, obviously you shot it during the day and it's day for night, yeah. but like it's possible to do, look, your budget was really low. You, you know, your budget was only 250,000 pounds. So I get it. You had a really, really small budget. You did what you could look, you, you did a movie for cheap, for really, really freaking cheap. So good for you that you did it. I'm very proud of you guys, but wow. Also, listen, then again, we're, we're like, we're rude by trade. This is what we do, but also right. acknowledge, uh, 250,000 pound estimated budget gross worldwide of 247, not even 1% that I mean, I'm sorry, that hurts. That is, yeah, that does. I mean, it probably only played in one theater ever. Also, we have to remember that COVID right. it released in, you know, a year after COVID, uh, like shut down the world. So kind of forgiven on that. I'm sure they made more back in streaming uh, than so. they did uh, with with anything else. Yeah, you know, uh, we are going to trash this movie, right? We are. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. That's kind of what we do, though, right? You know, f f if a movie is bad, we're going to kind of trash it. And it, I do feel bad because I really, really see the potential of this movie. I was very jazzed yes, about this film. There was absolutely a good film in here somewhere. And like you just like that initial description that you read at the beginning of them traveling and like helping Dracula get over his fears. Okay, that's fun and quirky. Then you add in this notion that he's traveling to Scotland specifically because he wants to visit Bram Stoker's castle. That's a really like fun idea that they could have played up that really just wasn't because they end up they they get to where like Dracula, who's going by Count Deville, uh, gets in like he thinks that oh this magnificent castle is mine, and then like actually we're over here and it's this little like country cottage that they've clearly rented on like an Airbnb Verbo type site, uh, and yeah. it has rules of what they can and can't do there, and it's like that bit is kind of played funny and like I appreciated that, but that was a real quick drop in the bucket uh, versus this whole notion that like it's supposed to be Bram Stoker's castle. And uh, until I went back and reread this paragraph on IMDb, I totally forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. That was another like a really great meta moment that kind of, you know, fell under the wayside. And I'm not entirely sure why. Yeah. Um, it was very, very interesting choice. Now, on the flip side, I also don't feel bad trashing this movie because of one specific plot line. I think that I know. Really. 
the little kid. Yeah. They, I, I was they, like, no, I don't know what is going on, but no, stop it. The, the not subtle pedophilia happening was very uncomfortable. It, it really was. It was very, yeah, I... I don't know what it was. So there's this like young girl. I mean, she's maybe 14. They don't like, even at best. say like, but they, they pass by her schools and she talks about where she goes to primary school or something like that. I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. So she's definitely under 17. Yeah. Right. But I mean, she definitely looks maybe about 14, 15 at the most, but I'm going to guess probably about 14. Nah. And like the uh, Lucy, who is um, uh, Dracula's mistress. Uh, if you remember Bram Stoker, Dracula, Lucy mm-hmm. uh, gets, lured in you know lucy is a friend of mina and uh so lucy is his mistress and she just keeps fawning about this child and being like she's she's so beautiful i need to have her and i you know i don't think she's necessarily talking sexually but they don't clarify it and it comes off as straight up pedophilia and it is not acceptable dracula too like oh she's the finest young thing i've ever seen and aren't you so pretty how old are you yeah like like, in a real leering sleazy way and like "Mm, mm, 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 mm." and the thing is is like it isn't like this girl looks like she's not a 20 year old playing a high school year old like high school girl this is straight up a 14 year old girl actress like who looks she looks like a child yeah she doesn't she's not you know we're like i said we're not talking riverdale where it's 25 year olds (laughs) playing 17 year olds like this is a 14 year old playing a 14 year old and then making these comments and i'm like unacceptable make it stop like and it happens twice throughout the movie there's like the first time we see her and then way later in the movie you know uh, lucy even says like oh, you have a teenage crush on me. I love it so much. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what no, the fuck no. is going on? And who thought this was okay? Robbie Moffat thought it was okay. And Robbie- Yeah, Robbie like, Moffat, you were wrong. You uh, you need to uh, maybe, maybe get some other eyes on your projects before you go forward with them because- these kinds of things, like either seek therapy or stop writing. Like that's that's not okay. Uh, yeah. So again, this is one of the reasons why, like, I feel bad for. Tra- I do always feel bad for trashing movies, mm-hmm. but this one, I'm like, I kind of I feel bad for everybody else, but I don't feel bad for you because, damn, that was not great. No, no. Uh, what was funny about Flora though is that. She was tasked uh, apparently with with uh, guiding the uh, the count and countess around the town, showing them the sights. She's the daughter of uh, Mister Goddamning, which is a funny name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who is an undertaker who is currently in possession of the castle that they had meant you know, the vampires had meant to stay in, uh, and he tasks his his daughter with showing them around. And of course, as they're perving on her this whole time, she will like subtly pull out a clove of garlic and wave at that at them and sees the reaction uh she deliberately leads them through like a churchyard cemetery and like like all of these other like like subtle like vampire lore things she does and like watches their reaction and it's like oh she she knows she's smart yeah, because there's like the book where she was like, "Look, this is my my favorite book. It's the Bible." And mm-hmm, he's like, "Ah," mm-hmm. and she's like, "I also have my favorite crucifix." He's like, "Ah, fuck," you know, like it was just that was a very like that could have been played for a very funny scenario, um, but like and like yeah, going with the stated intent of this film, that could have been something where instead of it being you know 
the Mr. Goddamning sending her out to, to guide them around. It could have been like Lucy strikes up a, a deal with him. Like you, you got to help us get the count over these fears and like sets it up that, that that's what Flora is doing. Um, but I do just think it's funny that Flora just happens to be carrying that shit around and like knows exactly when to use it. Like that, like it, I don't think it lands like they intended it to, but it lands. Yeah. You know, so like uh, the thing about Goddamning, also, is that he's a vampire? Is he? His, uh, Villamina is. Villamina, Villamina is. And Villamina is married to Stuart, the uh, the younger guy who may or may not be I, dead. I thought that was goddamning. I thought no. that was... No, uh, no, no, no. Okay. For some reason... we never see her dad, right? Yeah. For, well, no. Goddamning is the older of the two Undertakers. Oh, and then he see? just fucks off the the night that like he invites the, everyone over for well, dinner, you never and then see just him fucks and the girl off. together. So it was yeah. very confusing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, wh- like, what is the connection between them? She says the like, you know, Mister Goddamn, he's my father, or whatever. But like, the, you never see them together, and like again, he just fucks off for a while uh, when everyone's supposed to be at his house, and then comes back later or after the you know, the party's over. Uh, like I said, very disjointed in the way that the characters and scenes are presented and their connections to one another. It like it was really hard to follow what happened in this movie to the point where like I don't actually know what happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I can help you with that. Nothing, uh, nothing, in <laughs> fact, happened uh, this entire movie, and. <laughs> Because that's the thing, like, you know, I, I remember, you know, this is one of those movies where I definitely, you know, checked, I like, you know, clicked on the thing to be like, how much longer of this movie do I have? And yes. I was like, motherfucker. Yes. Jesus Christ. And there was so much of the movie left. And I was like, fucking, what is even happening in this movie? Like, what's the point of your movie? Uh-huh. I don't, I don't get the point of your movie. Like, you took them on holiday, but then like nothing happened. And maybe it's because I'm spoiled of what we, of what we do in the shadows because it was that is just so good it's yeah. such a good show yes that like i expected that level and that's that's what i feel like this show was aiming for yeah. this was aiming for that quirky you know what we do in the shadows you know t- the tv show and the movie like humor it was it was aiming for that but it was it was done by somebody who can't write comedy because it wasn't funny ever even the way that they'll like you know suddenly turn into a bat and fly off like is feels like a nod Bats? to yes exactly to, <laughs> to matthew barry just yelling bat and flying away uh but it just never it it never hits because the the writing isn't there or the delivery isn't yeah. there or something isn't le- matching up or both honestly i think it's both it's it's both yeah yeah which you know again is very unfortunate because this is a really funny idea mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so a lot of the movie is spent with them kind of wandering around this Scottish town that they happen to be in. Um, and it is eventually brought up that uh, Lucy is uh, Dracula's mistress. Mm-hmm. He is, in fact, married to uh, the Countess, um, who, I mean, she's not even listed in the cast. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, like half the people aren't even listed in this cast. Um so he he is married to the countess, but they've been not around each other for a, a long time, like decades and decades of time. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is she's like, I'll give you a divorce if I can keep the castle back in Transylvania. She's like, if I can keep the castle, you can go off, you can, we can get divorced and you can go off and marry Lucy because that's, you know, what he says he wants to do. 
And but the dilemma is, is that if he does that, he is now completely broke because all of his money is physically inside of the castle. Uh, and so if he does that, he has nothing. And he even says, like, you know, I don't I don't want to be penniless again, but it, it, as long as it makes me be with you. And she's like, well, let's talk about that. Which is really wild because, like, money can move. Right. Like, he can't, he's, it's not like he's going to be like, I declare divorce. And then all of a sudden he's homeless. Like, he, he's got to get his shit out yeah. of the house, right? He yes. can't take his money. Very, I, it just very seemed like a very weak, reasoning. It really was. Uh, you know, uh, so it was very weird. Also, you know, it's, it's modern times. Like, this movie isn't, isn't a period piece. It's no. set today. Mm -hmm. It's set, you know, nowadays. You know, there's, so like, he doesn't have like money in a bank now anymore. Like he's still like, how is he? He just has gold piled up somewhere. Apparently. <laughs> like, what is he paying for things with? You know, like Renfield didn't put a bunch of his money in an account. Like what a terrible assistant. Well, Renfield, even at one point when offering to pay for something says, would you prefer cash or gold? Which means that they do carry around some of it and that they do have right. both. And presumably other valuable items from, you know, centuries of accumulation as a tyrant lord of the night yeah you know that's the thing about being a, an immortal type person vampire or yeah. mortal or whatever it is the thing is is if i were to become an immortal today i would have to wait in a, and i know you know time means nothing when you're an immortal but sure. i would have to wait an incredibly long time like if i became an immortal today i don't think there are steps i could take to become rich down the road. That's the problem I have is I like, okay, I, if I became a vampire today, I guess I save money on food. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I, I, you know, don't pay rent because I, you know, kill people and just squat in their places or something. But like, how do I earn money to put it somewhere where it starts gaining enough interest where eventually I'm, uh, you know, just stupidly rich. Yeah. Like, there's not a clear path to that today. Like I can understand 200 years ago, it was probably really easy, right? Like, you know, you, most of those people were of wealth to begin with. And like, you know, you have the, the stories where like, uh, you know, a person becomes fabulously wealthy, mysteriously disappears for a while, leaves their funds to their child or nephew or like some relative and then reappears on the scene pretending to be that person. Like you could, right. you could get away with that for a while, but like you can't do that kind of thing anymore. And we, so we've talked about that on this show. Like, you know, the record keeping is, is too good. I mean, you couldn't, well, you couldn't do it in most countries and even in less like developed or like interconnected places, you would still have trouble. Yeah. I mean, like if you think of, if you think if you tried to do it in America, you would have to fake, you would have to have somebody fake a, a birth certificate, mm -hmm. get a social security number, mm -hmm. you know, like get that person, you know, somehow fake that this person exists somehow. And then you, then you would go and do it again, right? You would have to keep doing it and doing it again and be like, hey, I need you to fake a birth certificate, you know, register them, get a social security number, like, you know, bank account, like all that sort of thing, like birthday, the whole deal. Like that's a process. It's the identity theft version of grand theft of like so, some major heist. And I, I've got to give props where props are due uh, as, as bad as it is. But Twilight actually addressed this in one of the movies mm. is that they had a guy 
who was a, I don't know, a lawyer or some somebody in that sort of field. I think he was a lawyer. Yeah. And he did that. He got them fake IDs and fake social security cards and birth certificates because he gets one for um for Bella's kid, for Renesmee. Oh. Um she they the, he gets them a fake birth certificate and a fake ID and all that kind of stuff. I'm sorry. So that way she could like live. What was the child's name? Renesmee. Renesmee. It was it was because her mom's name is Renee. And Edward's mom, air quotes, was Esme. Okay. So it's okay. Renesme. That is yeah. basically what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's a really dumb joke, uh, and this is in the book too, so it's not just like cheesy in the movie. Oh, no. Where Jacob, uh, the werewolf guy, calls her Nessie, and uh, Bella flips out and is like, you named my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> I'm like, what a terribly cheesy joke. But uh, they wrote it in, and I'm like, okay. I mean, uh, all right, respect. True, true to the source material. <laughs> true to the source material. But I'm like, all right, that's really stupid, but I'll, I'll accept it. More true to the source material than this film was. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, so, so one of the other, so the other thing about it, and we briefly talked about it, is that there are two musical numbers in this movie. At and least they are so three, actually. Oh, at least three. Yeah, because yeah. there's the, so there's the, uh, I'm sorry, the love rap, which is, yeah. as you said uh, so perfectly, a direct ripoff of the Time Warp from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, there's, uh, another one where they're like outside dancing, like, and stumbling around while drunk. And then there's another, like, really kind of like awkwardly misogynistic one where the, the women, uh, uh, Lucy and Wilhelmina are dancing for the men seemingly, but like, you don't see the men, you don't see them. It's really hard to say. And then like, again, all of these scenes just kind of like. They snap into like suddenly we're in musical number mode, like it's a completely different scene, and then snaps back to the original scene or moves on, and like a, with no no clear transition. It's just, they're just shoved in there. Yeah, and that's another one of those like, uh, you know, this is another one of those type of humors that it's like you have you have not mainstream humor and there's one thing where you have like quirky niche humor you know there's like indie underground humor there's weird core you know as my daughter would say weird Weird core humor it's a great word right and then there's this type of humor where it's like this is dorky humor and like most people aren't gonna find this funny and uh, i would i feel very confident saying nine out of ten people that watch this movie is not going to find any of that part of this they're not gonna be like oh, that was charming or that was so funny. They're going to be like, this is fucking stupid because that's what it was. And it was so out of place. And because even more so because it was a parody of a very popular like song, like not just some fly by night, like, you know, mama's and the papa's song. Like this is a a song from like a cult classic film that has a lot of, uh, you know, cultural movement in terms of, of, you know, transgenderism well, transsexualism is, is, is how it was referred to back then, but transgenderism and, you know, drag and, you know, sexuality and stuff like that, like very powerful, like culture movements, movies. Mm -hmm. And then to like, bastardize it into this really like dorky number that you're just changing the lyrics. It was just, it was like offensive. Like I was offended. I'm like, who, how fucking dare you? And in a film that itself is completely without any kind of message or meaning, uh, right. Like 
you've you've done it and you haven't even done it in such a way as like look we're preserving the spirit of the the original I'm like no we're paying homage or anything no it really was just like we're going to steal this shit write a worse version and be okay with it. I still I still need to know how they got away with it um well, i they got away with it because uh the 247 pounds that they made means no one fucking saw it <laughs> means nobody saw it, right so you know i mean obviously that's the case yeah yeah but you're right so these musical numbers and this is this is the case with a lot of these scenes everything feels very disjointed like the whole plot line with renfield you know kind of getting about the town and like meeting people and like getting this coffin made and, and stuff like is a whole separate plot from like the main plot of dracula which is also a separate plot of god damning it's it's weird yeah the they like um the plot line with renfield getting uh, coffins made is never fully explained that I was able to to follow. So I don't and then they know. Dismiss it at the end of yeah. the movie. And he's he's just, like, ah, oh, we don't need them. He's like, just you know, give the give the coffins to. And not my word. This is the film. So this is another problem with the film. Give them to the gypsies. Uh, you know, the the count has a long and charitable relationship with it. You know, referring to the origins of the people who are disparagingly called gypsies, being in Eastern Europe uh, and like Romania and such. Uh, but like again, doesn't make sense. We don't know why they were building the the coffins to begin with. We know that people are like suddenly and mysteriously dying all around town. Uh, I think it's maybe meant to imply that while the count is is off the sauce, so to speak, that he might actually be out killing people. But we you know, like in just a passing throwaway line, we learn it's actually Willem. Mina. Um, at one point, I thought Renfield was dead. Uh, like he drinks himself yeah. into a stupor, and then they lay him in a coffin. And then, like the next scene is uh, two, the the two Undertakers uh, carrying a coffin away. I'm like, oh well, there's Renfield, it's just unceremoniously disposed of. But then he comes riding by on a bike. <laughs> like what? What the fuck? What is happening? Yeah, it was just it, it, there's a there was a lot of inconsistencies with the movie. Uh-huh. And this, you know what, like. Again, if I saw this person's IMDb and I saw that they had, you know, not many films uh, under their belt, I would be like, okay, like, this is their first writing feel like they're just getting used to this. But, like, sure. this person has produced, like, tens of films. Like, they don't, they, they you know, they have uh, a lot of credits. They have 82 titles listed on their uh, IMDb, 28 of which are listed as producer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, like, this person isn't new to they have 26 listed under their directing. So this person isn't new. It just means you're really bad. Like you're just really bad at this. In the stupidest of coincidences, uh in Robbie Moffat's uh upcoming projects is one listed called Nessie. <laughs> well, that is quite the coincidence indeed. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild, like, looking back at his stuff, you know, like, you know, this guy's been doing stuff since the early 2000s, mm-hmm. like, he's, he's you know, been cranking out stuff, and it's like, somebody, somebody in Scotland needs to stop Robbie Moffat from making movies. I guess so. Or he needs to take some sort of film course or screenwriting course because he is not good at storytelling. And, like, look, yeah, I, I haven't seen anything else that he's written, this is my only sample size, but going based on this, it is clear that... You are capable of good ideas. Get a partner. Run those ideas by them. Like, get yes. some feedback. Like, get additional help. And you might come, like, scrape together a good movie. Like, yeah, you, you, you had it. Like, you had it and you lost it. 
I know, right? Like, after making this many movies, you have to know, like, a comedian, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Pay a comedian, even if, you know, even if it's like you, you buy him dinner or something. Punch up the pay jokes. A, pay a stand-up comedian to punch up your jokes because they're super, they were super hokey and dorky. Mm -hmm. Like, dorky is the word that, like, because, like, that is the only word I can think of that perfectly describes this movie is like, yeah, this is the people that like, they weren't the cool goth kids, you know, where they were doing cool shit. Like now, you know, like th sure. there's cool goth kids and there's dorky goth kids, you know, such is true in, in all of the, the Absolutely. niche, you know, genres. And long but live the dorky cool kids. Right. We love them. You know what? But there's cool, cool ones and there's dorky ones. And these are the dorky ones where everyone's like, why are you laughing? Like, this doesn't like what you're doing doesn't make sense. And they're like, yuck, yuck, yuck. You know, like this is not, this is not the world you need to be living in. Like that's not the type of movies you make. And you know, clearly I'm looking at the IMDb description, uh, the IMDb rating, there's 12 ratings. Um, and it's, it's hitting a four. So like, we're not alone in this, no. you know, no, we're not. Uh, uh, which is, you know, really interesting. We're going to do a shout out. I doubt this person listens to our podcast, but somebody left a comment on our YouTube video oh talking about our movie Escape uh, 2120, or what was that movie? Uh, yeah, maybe. 2120 sounds right. Something like that, where they said that uh, we had an amateurish review and that it was actually a fantastic movie uh, and that we were wrong. And I'm like, nope, uh, we're not. And I'll tell you why. Because uh, we were not the only people to say this about this movie. Now, uh, popularism doesn't equal... Right, right, right? Like, just because an idea is popular doesn't mean it's true. But in the sense of this, it does. If the general <laughs> consensus is that a movie is bad and, like, the the people all saying that the movie is bad probably aren't wrong versus the one person saying it's good. Now, if you enjoyed it, that's, like, fuck yeah. Like, literally, that's a, that's a big part of why we're here. Like, to find the weird shit and, like, maybe someone will enjoy it, whether we did or not. Uh, but that doesn't make it good. It really doesn't. So that's the thing. Like, that's, you know, the thing about our podcast, for those of you that are new or maybe you've been here for a long time, you know, we're going to rag on some some movies we're going to fawn over. And we have. Oh, like, yeah. there are a lot of good movies. Like, if you have not listened to our uh, The Man Who Killed uh, Hitler and then The Bigfoot, mm -hmm. we literally spend an hour and a half talking about how fucking perfect that movie is. Uh, you know, there's The Sunlit Night. Uh, you know, um, uh, what was the Ride the Eagle? Yep. Like, there are tons of movies we've reviewed. We review lots of very, very good movies where we spend a very long time talking about how great the movie is. Mm -hmm. We don't dump on everything, but, it, you know, we dump on this stuff, but you may listen to us talk about this type of stuff and you may be like, I think that's funny. I like that. Sure. And you may want to go watch that movie. And that is great. You're Good right. Good for you. Good for you. And you're right. You should go. However, you should, you should, this is, this is not subjective. This is fact. You should leave this movie being like Robbie Moffat. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. That's a child. Mm -hmm. You should absolutely leave this movie thinking that way. You can like every other aspect of the movie, but if you don't find that part creepy, there's a conversation that needs to be had because it's bad and it's it is it is the bad part of this movie uh, uh, specifically. Yeah, um, I also just uh, quickly looked up Escape Twenty One Twenty because uh, quite honestly I didn't remember it, and yeah, it, it's still bad. I I, I recognize it now. It's definitely bad. 
Yeah, no, that was not a good movie. No. It was it was all over the place. Yeah, I, I don't that's, even know. Go back and listen to our review on it. Another so. one that has a, a good concept, and I think that that's probably because it was based on a novel. I haven't read the novel, but presumably right. like there was a concept there that worked. Uh, but again, much like this film, uh, you know, Dracula on Holiday. Dra- Dracula on Holiday. Dracula on Holiday. Oh, uh, it didn't deliver. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was not, it, it, it wasn't it. Um, so Dracula on holiday, it's a movie, right? Like it, the idea is there, it, you know, honestly, if this idea appeals to you, if you, if you look at this and you're like, yo, this is exact, like this sounds super funny. Um, then I implore you uh, to go watch what we do in the shadows yes. if you haven't already, yes. because that is uh, that is a hundred percent the um, uh, the movie you're looking for. This is this is the or the series movie or series. Mm-hmm. The movie's really good. The series is is going to give you this sort of Dracula on holiday feel. Vampires go on a vacation. That is what you're looking for. That is what you should be watching instead. Yeah, that, and even the main the main Dracula looks like Matthew Barry. Like he very bit, much yeah. looks like he's trying to be that Matthew Barry, you know, vampire. Yeah, and like that that series delivers on the on the gimmicks, on the timing, on the jokes, uh, and also uh, as far as I can recall, uh, no no pedophilia in any episode I've seen. Uh, none, none. No. Uh, to Just my some knowledge. wicked I, dope drug use. I don't even think there is uh, kids <laughs> in the movie at all. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, Dracula on holiday again, streaming on Tubi TV for those of you, uh, in America as of time of recording this episode. So if, you know, it's like five years from now and you're like, yo, asshole, it's not on there. Well, look, it was on there when we recorded this episode. It was, it was, that's how we watched it. Yeah. So there, that's, that is what it is. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be so aggressive. But, uh, you're yelling at me and I, I can only respond with aggression. Um, uh, yeah. So there it is. Uh, so should you watch this movie? Hell no. No, I, I don't think it's worth a watch. Even if it is uh, a good idea, it's not worth the watch. And again, my uh, like a lot of my reasoning is because of the weird pedophilia yep. uh, uh, plot line. I think that is what kind of to say put the nail in the coffin. Ah, yeah. I mean, I I would agree that that alone is the reason that I almost didn't want to finish the movie to begin with, and certainly can't recommend to anyone else. Uh, that fully removed, yeah, sure. Like you know, that cuts about twenty minutes of the film out and might make it even a watchable length. Uh, yeah, you know, because this movie comes in at about a uh, uh, thirty uh, hour thirty, mm-hmm. um, which is you know uh, is okay. Uh, you know, that's a that's a decent sized movie, um, but it is uh, about an hour and twenty five minutes too long. Yes. Yep. It sure is. Um, so there it is, everyone. So look, we we've kicked off into year six now. Uh, we're we're going to be starting off. We've got more Dracula movies along the way. Um, hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to hit subscribe. We have brand new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. Thursday, we just kind of talk about whatever's uh, out in the streaming world or you know in the world in general uh, in terms of movies and TV. Uh, and we also let you know what movie we're going to be watching on the Sunday. So if you this coming Thursday 
Sunday episode, you'll know what we are watching the following Sunday. Um, and that's how you do that. So hit subscribe on your player of choice or follow or whatever it is. And uh, that way you get notified whenever brand new episodes drop, because I'm pretty sure that they don't, if it's a bonus episode, it won't show up in your normal feed unless you like subscribe. You it won't show subscribed. up as a suggestion. It's true. Yes, we we just, found that out a while ago. People weren't uh, weren't uh, hearing about our bonus episodes and that's, that's how you got to do it. You got to be subscribed. It's how you roll. And of course, if you're already past those steps and you're like, you're like, well, what else can I do? Leave a rating and review. It's also how, you know, all of the algorithms work. It helps pump us up in the uh, searches and stuff like that. So more people can discover the podcast. So more people can hear us complain about Dracula on holiday. And that's how it goes. That's how it goes. All right, everyone. Thanks a lot for joining us. We super appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Woo.